This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And kicking off our number two of the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920, we got our good friend Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, the press box with Tyler Bischoff every single morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Also, the Las Vegas Review Journal does great work on both. And Ed, thank you so much for your time. And there's so many different ways and directions I want to start with. Let me start with this. Let me start with the overtime rules. Let me start with uh, Kansas City and Buffalo. And, And my mistake, I actually thought that the rule was recently changed to the way to the format that it is but my guy Matt actually sent me an article said it was 2010 when it changed I guess time flies and it seems like it was just the other day but I didn't see I don't see any reason to change the rule now do you see any rule based off what we saw Sunday night so that shocks me that it's 2010 like you right I thought that was a lot sooner the only thing that bothers me I saw a good good tweet from Mike DeCourcy the college basketball writer who's really really well known on Twitter and I didn't think of this and he said you know he goes, I don't know if you changed the rule off one incredible, incredible game. He said, but he goes, it is the over, it is the only overtime where it's not guaranteed you touch the ball. Like, or in a three on three in hockey, you touch the puck. You know, I mean, you, mm-hmm. basketball, they just play an extra five or whatever they play. He goes, so each team has somewhat of an opportunity to score or to put pressure on the other side. So when I thought about that, I'm like, yeah, I go, that, that is true. It is the only one we have in baseball. You just play, you know, you just keep playing until somebody wins. Um, you know, Tyler made a point this morning that I wouldn't mind is that just play 10 minutes. And at the end, if you're still tied, then in the regular season, it could be a tie, obviously. And in the, in the, in the postseason, play until someone wins after 10 minutes. So I'm with you. I don't think you automatically respond right away and say, well, it was an incredible game and Josh Dallin didn't get his chance, so let's change everything, especially since it's been around since 2010. But, I, you know, like everyone watching in America last night and beyond, I would have loved to see Josh Allen get a chance at the ball. Right. And I feel like, and this is why I thought that it was more recent than 2010, I felt like the last time they changed it is when everyone reacted to Patrick Mahomes not getting the ball when the Patriots went down and scored. Yeah, when Tom Brady did it, yeah. Right. I yeah. thought that it changed immediately after that, but that wasn't 2010. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... I don't know. I thought I thought it was when a couple players actually asked, didn't have the, any idea you could tie a game. <laughs> right. Like, I actually thought it was pretty funny. Um, yeah. You, know, like, you can tie. Yeah, you can tie. Um, it was. I mean, I, everyone has spent the entire day using superlatives and adjectives, and um, I watched every minute. And you know, given my job for so many years, my wife obviously has watched a lot of sports. I don't know if she's ever sat and watched kick off the ending like she did last night because. Um, I just said, you know, you got to watch this one because, you know, it has a chance to be great. And, I mean, and she, she's jumping off the bed and she's jumping up and down. I mean, it, it, right. was, just, it was so beyond, you know, the purest and, the, you know, the huge football fan that anyone could enjoy it if they watched it. And I, I, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was an amazing game. You can nitpick. You can say, why didn't they, you know, kick short? Why didn't they squib kick? But it's just one of those games I, I just can't nitpick. It was just so exciting all the way. There's always things you should do better, but. I thought it was amazing. It really was. And I'll tell you, man, the whole weekend, I was at the edge of my seat watching all the games all weekend long. I don't think I've done that. I don't think that I've ever had a weekend that I felt like that, where every one of the games I had to watch, and who knew exactly how it was going to shake out. Let me ask you this, though. 
Because the quarterback play this weekend was excellent. Of course, we're here on Raider Nation Radio 920, so we always want to kind of bring the Raiders into the conversation. When you look at those AFC quarterbacks, you look at Josh Allen, you see what Joe Burrow was able to do getting sacked nine times. We know what Patrick Mahomes is all about. We know Justin Herbert looks like he's going to be a stud for a very long time. Are the Raiders a team that can compete with those kind of kind of teams for the long haul, a team that they can really look at and say, hey, we can compete with these guys, we can make a playoff run and get into a shootout or get into a bang-bang game like that. Do you feel like the Raiders are at least on the way to being close to a team like that? I mean, I think, I think they might be close. I don't think they could right now. And no, no fault of, of anybody's. It's just that you just mentioned, you know, probably three, four, well, three of the top five quarterbacks or top six quarterbacks, four of the top ten, um, and those guys are all young um, and it's going to be years and years you're going to have to deal with them. And, and the hard thing for the Raiders is, you know, two of them are in their division. Right. And those guys are young and talented, and, and they're not going anywhere. I think the Raiders have, you know, things to do before they can actually compete to go to Super Bowl. You know, you and I have talked about it before. It's, it's obviously a playoff roster because they made the playoffs. It's not a Super Bowl roster. Right. I think if you watch those games last night, you're like, okay, there's a Super Bowl roster on both of those, uh, both of those teams. Um, I think if you watch – you know, it, it's funny, um, and I, you know, the weather's the weather, but I think Green Bay had a Super Bowl roster, and then they end up losing that game to San Francisco. So I think there's a difference between playoff and Super Bowl rosters, and I don't think the Raiders have a Super Bowl roster yet. But I'll tell you what, I, I, you can change things quickly. Look at Cincinnati, right? Um, you know, and look at that game. You know, the, the, the Raiders played, and um, you know they, they were in that thing, and, and and if you're that close, and then Cincinnati goes knocks off the top seed well, then you're probably closer than people give you credit for. So I do think they're close to maybe getting to that divisional round, and then after that it's all who you play. But if you play those two, one of those two dudes last night, you better be a lot better than you are right now because they're going to be really good for a while. No doubt. No doubt about it. Ed Graney is our guest here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. All right, Ed, because this weekend was just chock full, every game went down to the wire walk-off. Do you think, who do you think is going to leave their situation? If you had to play some odds on it, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers – who do you think is more likely to leave? Tom Brady, that might just be retirement, or Aaron Rodgers pick, picking another team? I think Aaron Rodgers. You know, if I listen to him afterwards in those quotes, and you know, Aaron Rodgers never says anything without a plan. Right. Like, he's highly intelligent. So he, he knows everything he's saying. He knows what's going to, you know, get, get headlines and clicks. He, he's very smart. But if you listen to the things about how he's enjoyed the people he's been with there and enjoyed the organization. Now, maybe he did that on purpose because, again, it's Aaron Rodgers, and he's always kind of step ahead in terms of what he's saying and what people are, like, listening to. So Brady, I mean, Brady has said in the past he wanted to play till he's 50, and he led, you know, all metrics this year in quarterbacks. Where is he going? He's under contract. Um, I think he plays another year. I mean, I, I th- even at 45, look at what he did this year. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to go anywhere. And I know Aaron Rodgers is under contract also. Um I think he'd be obviously he'd be more than Brady. This is a statement. Obviously he'd be one that could hold out if he thinks it's a rebuild because he said that three or four times. I'm not going to be here for a rebuild. But I thought Tyler made a really good point on our show this morning. If you're the Packers and you have him under contract for one more year, why in the world are you rebuilding? Right. So you could tell him we're not rebuilding. We're going to franchise tag Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they do have cap issues, but they can work with that. You can fix cap issues issues if you have anyone intelligent doing your cap. And just tell him, let's take one more run at it, one more shot at it. I don't know why he would even think they're going to rebuild, because why would you do that when you have him under contract? I mean, if you have a two-time, which, you know, I think he's going to win the MVP again. So you have the mm-hmm. last two MVP seasons, and you have him under contract, rebuilding makes absolutely no sense at this point. Now, again, 
he plays it out next year, then he probably is gone, and they do rebuild because once he leaves, they're going to have to rebuild a lot. Right. Um, so, but in the end, in the end, Demond, I'd say, I'd say Rogers because of the upheaval in this off season and and all that he went through this off season. Brady had none of that coming off a of Super Bowl. I think Brady plays next year. I mean, he was just too good this year, and I think he'll convince himself if everyone comes back, the receivers would be healthier. And they had some, they had some bad injuries, uh, you know, going into a divisional round. And I think Brady will just talk himself into coming back. $40 million is what they're over the cap right now. So uh, that's what you're talking about with the cap space when it comes that's to the lot. Packers. That's a lot. But they, like that's you said, if you're, if you're worth the salt, if you have someone in the front office worth the salt, they can get it and then get yeah. it worked out and they can get that roster. I mean, uh, especially if your starting piece is him. Right, exactly. If you start with him, then you, you, know, you should have someone smart enough to try to work it. Um, like I said, they're going to have to franchise tag Adams. Yep. So, you know, you're right, though, Q. That, that's a lot over the cap, so you better have someone really smart in the, in the front office. You know, even if Rodgers weren't to come back, wouldn't that be the smartest thing to do anyway is franchise tag Adams? And if a team wants them, make them trade. Get some draft oh, yeah. capital. Yeah. Well, I keep seeing, I keep seeing uh, the, the gifts and memes on, on Twitter about, you know, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, and I, and I want to write back. I'm like, you realize they can keep them if they want to. <laughs> right. They're I mean, not just going to let them walk. <laughs> no, he's got a UFA. They're not going to just say, hey, see you later. We're not going to get anything for you. Right. I mean, if you know if he doesn't like the tag and he holds out and you know he's like no I want the long term deal and you know then you can put him on the market you know you get a ton for him but they're not just going to let him walk I mean I look the franchise tag I know players hate it but it's there for a reason on the on the management side if I'm the management side I probably tag him and and keep him under my umbrella as long as I can before I have to extend him now again he might not like that and I don't know if you want to disgruntle Devontae Adams or you know that happens with players when they're tagged that happens with a lot of players. Well, when they're tagged and they want a long-term extension, they're not the happiest guys in the rooms. I don't know him well enough. Maybe he'd be fine with it. He's going to be—he's going to pay deservedly so. He's going to be paid handsomely, no matter where, what happens with him, because he's such an incredible player. But you know, they have those guys under contract. People keep saying Rodgers and Devontae. Adams, like you have to remember, they have their rights. So they're not going to just let those guys walk for nothing. I mean, they're going to get something back if they do. All right, we just got a text on the Salmon Ash text line, and I have no information about this. But it's Sean Payton that he's rumored to. He might want to leave <laughs> New Orleans. So, do you, have you heard anything about maybe Sean Payton? Does he is he leaning towards retirement, or is he looking for a new team and just trying to get out of New Orleans? The story I read this morning was he might take a year off. Uh, that he's kind of burnt out. Um, as a Cowboy fan, I can only hope Mike McCarthy screws it up one more time, <laughs> which there's every chance he will, and Jarrett Jarrett finally gets Sean Payton, who he's wanted forever. So maybe Sean Payton takes a year off and he semi-retires and he comes back and goes to the Cowboys. I know a lot of people probably out there don't like that because there's not many Cowboy fans around. Um, at least that I know of. I'm sure they're around, but I don't know any of them. Um, <laughs> this is my buddy Joe. So, yeah, the story that came out today is maybe he – and then the owner came out this afternoon and, and pretty much backed it up and said, we don't know if he's coming back. Like, he didn't say, oh, no, that's a bunch of nonsense. He's going to come back. I mean, the owner, the owner of the team came and said, we don't know. So – you know, he's done it a long time. It's not the easiest of jobs. Guys get burnout. Um, I think he had COVID twice. Yeah, uh, he did. Yep. It was, yeah, it was a long year for him and a hard year for him. So I could see maybe at his age saying, I'll take one year and then come back and see what the options are. Um, but, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Guys, guys tend to get burned out in that job. 
Yeah, no, and that's that's the reality of it. That's the reality of being a head coach in the NFL or even yeah. a coach in any level in the NFL. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, just that job is not an easy one. Well, Ed, not before an easy job, man, it's twenty four seven. Right, exactly. It's not just you know on game day. It's you're right, twenty four seven. You got to be a babysitter, a coach, and everything else. So, yeah. uh, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to bring it all full circle with the Raiders. Uh, there's a lot of rumors and reports that were coming out over the weekend about a possible. New England Patriots uh, West out out here in Las Vegas with maybe Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler as the GM, maybe Gerard Mayo as the defensive coordinator. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that uh, Josh McDaniels would be a guy that would be a possible fit with the Raiders as their head coach? Well, here's the thing: we know what happened in Denver; it was a disaster. So now, but then again, I'm all for I'm all for guys who've grown and matured and you know sat back and gone back and been a coordinator and learned a lot. So what happened in Denver was not good. He did not get along with star players. You know, he had the videotape scandal. They didn't win. Um, but he was, you know, he was younger than he is now. He was a younger guy. And maybe you don't know how to be a head coach the first time. And maybe he'd be great the second time. I don't know. I'm sure he learned a lot of lessons. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to sit here and say he can't be a good head coach. I don't know him well enough. But I do know when guys fail the first time and they think about it and look back. Um, it's funny. I saw a story about, you know, um, uh, Brian Billick today, the former uh, Ravens coach, who's now literally going to go to Herm Edwards' staff at ASU. And, you know, he's been out of it for a long time. Yeah. But one thing he said is, you know, he goes, being out of it allows you to really look at the game from different angles and learn a lot what you didn't know. Well, I think it's the same when you go back and, and be a coordinator again. I think Josh McDaniels probably learned a ton of lessons as a head coach. And for all we know, he'd be great this time. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the one – the one mystery that's out there remains Harbaugh. And, you know, you hear different things every day. There's mm-hmm. no chance. There's a chance. They're just doing their due diligence with others, um, and they're eventually going to talk to him. So once that completely goes away, you know, for once and for all, if that happens, you know, uh, look, if what do you like mostly as a management? You like people you're comfortable with and you know. Right. So Ziggler came, I would imagine Josh McDaniels would be high on his list because they've worked together and you're comfortable with the guy. Uh, you know, usually you like that over a guy you've never worked with, no matter how good his recommendations are or how good of a coach he's been. You want guys you're comfortable with. So that is not out of the realm of possibility. If, in fact, I think Ziggler's got to be the GM for that to happen probably. Right. But his is the name that's been out there mostly. Ed Dodds, that's a name that's been floated around a lot. A lot of Raider Nation's yeah. excited about him because of his Raider ties. And, again, that goes yeah. back to Harbaugh as well. Uh, what do you think about Ed Dodds? you think that would be a home run higher if they can get him? I think it would be a home run. I mean, it would be a home run higher if he brought Harbaugh. Right, um, got you. Uh, you know, because I, I, I'm, and I, you and I have talked about this. I mean, I think Harbaugh's a home run. I, I just do. I think if he just coaches, you know, Jim, Jim can wear out his welcome. Now he stayed at Michigan a lot longer than I thought he would, mm-hmm. and you know, but he sometimes wears out his welcome. But if you get someone like Ed to, to you know, take the the player personnel and all of that off your hands, and you can just coach, I would like that duo as well. Okay. I like it. I like it. Good stuff right there, Ed. It's fantastic as always. Uh, what do you got coming out in the Review Journal, and, and who's going to be on the show on the Press Box? Review Journal, uh, we're just, you know, it's Raiders every day watching what's happening and kind of trying to figure some things out. And then uh, Press Box, uh, we'll have our usual guest this week. And uh, we went heavy on football today, and I think we'll be heavy on football tomorrow. And we'll, we'll be like you, Q. We'll be, you know, watching Twitter, talking to sources, and trying to figure out this Raiders nonsense. Don't you hate having to monitor Twitter all day? <laughs> the, worst, the worst thing in the world. People say, what's the worst thing about sports writer? And, and it's, thank goodness, you know, uh, I, I feel bad for Vinny and Adam, but they are the beat writers. There's no question that coaching searches are the worst. Right. I have to, I used, before I became a columnist, I had to do those. 
and you're talking about daily every because you have to follow every rumor even right. if you don't think it's true you have to follow everything <laughs> you see and 99% of it you know is false right but the one time you don't follow it then all of a sudden they're announcing the guy as the coach right exactly we're going to start a false rumor for Vinny today when he comes in we're going to yes. start one Vinny did you hear, did you hear? <laughs> yeah I heard I heard some things exactly yeah. uh good stuff and we right, appreciate bro. you as always my man keep doing what you do and uh, we'll talk to you soon Thanks, you guys. Talk to you later. All right, there he goes. Hey, Granny, fantastic job. ESPN Las Vegas, also the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Just won another award. Uh, Ed's the guy, man. He just, he holds it down and joins us and gives us some of his time. of the year in Nevada. I think he's won that award. I was going to say, how many times times he won that damn award? I just have to name it the Ed Granny Award. Stop being so damn greedy. (laughs) Let someone else get a minute. They don't have a a, a two-hour radio host award, do they? I'm just saying, I want to get a little shine, too. We we can we can start the can petition. Can we work that in? Start the position. That's very specific too. Only two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I got a good two hours, man. I got a I got between uh between emails and text messages and all that other stuff, I ain't got nothing but two hours. That's all I got. Even though I'm greedy and I want more, but you know, it is what it is. Three seventeen is the time. When we come back, let's talk about these young gun quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford. Where's my guy Tom at when I need him? Matt Stafford, gotta brag on him a little bit. Got to brag on Josh Allen a little bit. It's time to give these guys some props. We'll do that next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. There's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team. And that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family. Except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Rabbit. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 322 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Got your calls and texts coming up. Sam and Ash text line 702. Oh, just kidding. That's the Raider Nation listener line 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line is only 69187 keyword R&R. We'd like to get your feedback throughout the course of the show. Plus, I have winning on the way. East-West Shrine Game. I got a four-pack of tickets. It's taking place at Allegiant Stadium. You want to go? I have those tickets. I have them on the way uh, before this show gets wrapped up. We got plenty of those that we'll be giving out all week long. But I wonder, I'm still reacting to the weekend that was. Fantastic weekend. And I saw Casey Hayward with a tweet, and I don't have the tweet in front of me, so I can't you know, pull it up and say the exact words. But basically, he said, hey, the AFC is going to be fine for years to come with all the young quarterbacks that are doing their thing. We just talked to Ed Graney about the young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. But Herbert didn't play this weekend, so I won't include him. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, those three guys right there. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, gonna, you know, he'll retire at some point. Tom Brady will retire at some point. Ryan Tannehill, he just ain't it. I think Tennessee could tell you that he ain't it. They need a they need a solution. You know, I think I they, think honestly he, he signed that extension last season. He right. gotta be the solution. Well, exactly. But the point is, he he he's good, but he's not is he good enough to compete with what we saw this weekend? And I don't think so. I and that's why I didn't pick the Tennessee Titans to win this game. It had nothing to do with, you know, DeMond's a Titan fan. And I just want to go against him. I just didn't believe in Tannehill. Honestly, I didn't believe in him all year. Especially when Henry went out, I was like, Oh, that's a wrap. But they, to their credit, found ways to stay afloat, and they got Deontay Foreman. He was able to do his thing and just kind of, you know, guide the ship until until uh, Henry comes back, and they just weren't able to to get it done on Saturday against Cincinnati. But, you know, Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times, still steps up in the pocket and makes a big-time throw. And I actually had someone tweet at me and said, yeah, he got sacked nine times and no fumbles. 
That's that's a side note. And again, it's it's, it's not a it's not a bashing of Derek Carr, but I look at the Raiders and say, are they capable of competing with those young guns? And I, I you know, and even on the NFC side of things, Matt Stafford, I've been dogging the mess out of him since he yeah, he's old. went to Rams. He is old, but I see now. I can admit, I have no problem admitting that I was wrong. I see now why they went and made the move for him. Because the throws he made in that game, when it looked like that the, the Rams were going to find a way to fumble, literally fumble the, the, the game away, and Tampa Bay was going to come away with the victory, at least get it to overtime. If they got that game to overtime, I'm, I'm putting all the chips on Tampa Bay. I just feel like all momentum. <laughs> I know how much DeMond believes in momentum. I, I, I feel like all momentum is against the Rams. But Matt Stafford had the stones to step up and take and make a couple big-time throws at the end of the game to help win that game. I got to give him a lot of props. I really do. So coming off the weekend, I want to give Matt Stafford props. I want to give Joe Burrow props. I think Cincinnati still made a mistake by not addressing their offensive line more than they did. But they did. They, they, they have an offense that's dynamic, right? They can still score, but you can't, you can't get your guy sacked nine times. No, nah, they said, you know, he, he can take a licking and keep on ticking. Hey, how long and is they, that going to last? <laughs> ACL got banged up last day. Man. like, hey, man, we're going just, we just going to wrap this to the wheels fall off. Right, right. No, I mean, and that's, that's something that, I mean, he's not going to last. He won't. He's not going to last. I mean, you know, you know how young guys they can they can stay up all night, party all night, and get up and still go to work like it's nothing. That don't last forever, brother. <laughs> Let me, me tell you, that don't last forever. <laughs> now, I was I was in bed the other night. I'll tell you what, Friday night we got to the house. I got to the house. Uh, I don't know what I did, but uh, me and the and the wife and kids went out to to eat. I was at home by nine o'clock and in bed by nine thirty. It was a wrap. I was. <laughs> <laughs> So all that, all that, stay up all night and, and get up early and keep it pushing and no problems. That ain't, that ain't for everybody. That ain't for ever, brother. So get it now while Me you on can. The hand, my Friday night <laughs> probably didn't go to sleep till about five a.m. Exactly, exactly. By the time I was waking up, you know, I really had that old man syndrome too. <laughs> this is how you know you're getting old, Demond. Let me tell you, when you go to bed early, but then you wake your ass up early too. Because I'm telling you, me and the wife both woke up and I said, "What time is it?" She says, six. What the hell are we doing awake? We ain't got to be awake right now. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm wide awake. Turn the TV on. We had the nerve to wake up and turn the TV on at 6 a.m. That's how you know you're getting old. Because you go to bed early, and then you wake up early. And it's like, oh, it's cool. Let's just stay up and watch TV. Watching the news. Right. No reason for that. We wake up at 5.30 every morning for work. We weren't going to work on Saturday. Side note. That's just a side note. <laughs> they got to get some protection for Joe Burrow, or he's going to be a wrap. Also, going back to that Casey Hayward tweet, where he's like, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert. And I feel like the name that people be forgetting, Jackson. Lamar Jackson won an MVP just a couple years ago. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. I'm I, glad that he mentioned him. Yeah, I do he's too. One of those young guns was just like, yo, I know it's like, oh, there might be flaws in his right, game. Right. But it's just like, come on, he ain't winning an MVP by accident. No, no, he didn't. Not at all. I don't want to take that away from him. How how what does he need to take that next step though? What is what in your opinion, what do you think Jackson needs? Because I, I feel like he's missing something. I feel like first off, it is the weapons getting the proper receivers mm-hmm. around him, but it's just being more accurate. Okay. You know, it's just, it's being more consistent on that deep ball, those in between routes. Got you, got you. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I'll sign up for that. But uh, yeah, so Casey Hayward caught a lot of hell for uh, that tweet because it didn't have Derek Carr's name in it. 
But he's talking about the young guns. And he said all young bucks. Right, exactly. He's not talking about guys that have been in the league now going on nine years. He wasn't talking about that. So uh, I know that, believe me, <laughs> if anyone knows that Raiders Twitter gets upset, if you uh, say anything about anyone who's not Derek Carr, it's a problem. I know. I feel like people still would have been coming at him. He would have been like, everybody, twenty, all these guys are 25 and under. Right. People still would have had something to complain about. Well, I almost quote tweeted him, and then I said, you know what? Why am I going to catch these strays? I don't feel like catching these strays tonight. So I didn't. You, you would have something to say. You want Tyler Huntley to right, be Right, exactly, exactly. That, that's exactly what I would have heard. Oh, you like the young guy, Tyler Huntley. I just thought he was good in the game. But no, man, I, I just, I'm telling you, those guys, those are some real deal players. So one of the questions that the Raiders and, and the new GM and Rich Basaccia or whoever the head coach is for the Raiders, whatever decision they decide to go with, they're going to have to say, can we compete with these teams and these quarterbacks? I mean, seriously, I know that a lot of folks aren't going to want to hear it, but if that was Derek Carr and, and, and Patrick Mahomes in that shootout last night, would it have been that same shootout? That's, those are questions that you have to ask. I'm not giving you an answer. I'm not forcing an answer or an opinion on you. I'm just saying that's a question that you have to ask. If Carr gets drilled nine times, sacked nine times, excuse me, not drilled, sacked nine times, are they winning that game? Does he hold on to the ball all, all nine sacks? Because yeah, that tweet or text that you got said yeah. like nine Nine I didn't even sacks. think about that. I didn't yeah, even think and he about didn't that. didn't once because it was one of those sacks in the fourth quarter where I was, you know, it's a big sack on third down, mm -hmm. getting him out of field goal range. And I was just thinking, man, it would have been a lot better if that was a scoop and a score. Right, right. I mean, so, I mean, there's, it, it's going to be tough, man. There's some great young talent. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to put Derek Carr out, out to the pasture. I'm not trying to say anything like that. I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm just saying that if you're going to build your team, and I do think that the Raiders have some really good pieces to build around, there's still a lot of stuff that they have to do. But I think coming off the weekend, you've got to give props to Stafford on the NFC side of things. Jimmy G, I'll tell you right now, he's the weakest link on the 49ers and still finding ways to win games. Oh, man, I would man, Jimmy, I just love, I would want to be Jimmy G in life. Just walking he's around. He's a GQ magazine exactly. model of the year. That's I mean, he's getting all just, the ladies. All, just handsome. He's Doing, getting the ladies. the bare minimum. Just show up to work. Some good's going to happen. He got a million-dollar smile when the game's over and San Francisco finds <laughs> ways to win. Him, Jimmy G, the team, the perseverance. Right. What? You didn't do nothing. No. Don't talk to anybody else on the team. He is the weakest link on that team, but they're finding ways to win games. So you got to give them props for that. And you also got to say, okay, you don't have to have an elite of the elite quarterback to get it done, but you better have a damn good defense. You better have a damn good running game. I mean, look at what San Francisco's doing. Their defense Everything. is playing some top-notch ball. And their offense, they're throwing the kitchen sink. That's one of those, the, oh, the young headshot. Right, right. Like, oh, the boy wonder, Mike McDaniel. All right, I'll give them those play calls they're calling up on offense. Putting Trent well, Williams at the fullback right, right. Just, just to have some fun. Man, well, I'll tell you, every team wants a Debo Samuel, but every team ain't going to find one. There's one Debo Samuel. It's not ideal for a, a, a running back or a wide receiver to be a running back, too. It's just not. It's, there's so many reasons that you just can't make a wide receiver turn into a running back at the same time. But, man, Debo Samuel is fun to watch, isn't he? Yo, yeah, I was even uh, Mike, Nate Tice, excuse me, Mike Tice was that. Nate Tice put on Twitter, it was three plays in a row mm -hmm. where it was just like, you got one, him in the backfield. He's catching a pass out of the backfield from lining up as a running back. Right. Him being in jet motion and him blocking. And it's just like, what can't this guy do? He's blocking the run. He's running the ball out of the backfield and he's receiving. Right. Like he's doing it all. Exactly. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, but he's a hell of a player. And those are the kind of guys that you look for. Those are the kind of guys that you look for in the draft, the guys that could do it all, you know, and that's, that's something that uh, whoever the next GM is going to be of the, of the Raiders, they've got to be able to find. And that's what I liked about what Zach had to say about Ed Dodds. He said, Hey, the draft is his thing. And I know we heard that about Mike Mayock as well, but we knew that the draft was Mike Mayock's thing by what we saw on TV. 
I ain't seen Ed Dodds on TV. I'm not going to be one of those to pretend like I was a big Ed Dodds guy ever before his name popped up because I wasn't. I couldn't have told you that Ed Dodds was a member of the Raiders at all. I had to do some research. I don't have any problem doing research. (laughs) It's part of my job. I'll do some research and some digging into what this guy is, but from everything that I've learned and the people that we talked to even here on the show, sounds like a dude who could really get it Strike it, strike it rich in the and draft. Didn't, like, didn't that quote he has about wanting to get dudes? Yeah. But is he a dude or is he not a dude? Right. Because I hear this more in basketball because it's just hard, like how big football rosters mm-hmm. are. But just get guys who don't suck. Right, right. Get a dude who can play. Exactly. Can the guy play? Is he going to help get our team better? Cool, let's go get him. Instead of, hey, is this guy... Yeah, I don't think anyone's seen this guy's potential. Yeah, this, this guy his has, ceiling could be a right, Hall of Famer if right, we tap right. it right and get it all these. No, just just get a guy who doesn't suck. This guy has had, you know, he, he just hasn't had the opportunity, but I think that he might be really good if we switch his position. And turn, yeah, you don't want to do all that. The way he does his his measurements in the three cone drill <laughs> right. shows me the that way he can, opens his hips. <laughs> That hip flexibility, man, that can ruin guys. Hey, Who's man, that? you got to open them hips up, man. Jabril Peppers? No. Ah, man, that was one of those guys. It was true about him. Got to open them hips. Got to get them open. Flip them open. Make it happen. 333 is the time. Want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. I know we got some really good patient callers on the line. We'll get to you in a hot minute. Plus, we'll get to the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. This unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Your boy Q. Got a text from Jason in Maryland. Nah, Q. The car haters on social media took Hayward's tweet and spun it the other way. I don't think you realize how many people in Raider Nation hate car and literally be making up stuff. So when you stay, say stuff like that, the haters are going to latch on. Stafford is car. If he shakes Vegas for, say, Indy, you'd see the same thing. Okay. I'm just giving him props for what he did this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I've been uh, – let's not make any mistake about it. I've been talking about Stafford and him not impressing me at all. I, I picked against the Rams on on a sun, a Sunday just because I thought that Stafford was going to be the weaker link. But I'll tell you what he's done in the playoffs has been pretty damn impressive. And I even said, well, you know what, maybe I'm overreacting to the Cardinals because the Cardinals are the Cardinals and I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. But what he did on Sunday was pretty impressive. That's all I'm really giving him props for. And you could talk about anyone who hates Carr and saying whatever they want to say on social media. Whatever I say, and if you're talking about me, whatever I say is what I mean. I don't have any underlined way of saying something. And if someone wants to take my words or DeMond's words and try to twist them up or whatever, that's on them. I'm not going to not say something because I'm afraid someone's going to go run with it and twist it up. I can't, I, I can't do that. I would never do that. So anyone who listens to this show I think knows how – I am. I think everyone knows that I call it how I see it. I don't sugarcoat anything. And I don't come down with some unnecessary criticism either. I don't. If it's there, I'll put it out there. If it's if it isn't, then I won't. So I've even had to back off my slander of uh, Josh Allen. Right. <laughs> I mean, got to own up to it. I mean, hell, that was a hell of a weekend. It was a hell of a weekend. And I, I mean, you got to give props where props is due. Right? I've been... 
I mean, Tom will tell you he hasn't he hasn't chimed in, but Tom's been telling me all year long, I, right? He's been on on my helmet tough on the text line all year. Stafford, Stafford, Stafford. Even Vinny, who's coming up next in the huddle? Vinny's like, oh, Stafford's got a hell of an arm. Stafford's this, and I'm like, oh, he gets a pass. He always gets a pass because he's got the golden arm. He's from the DF Dub area, you know, or Austin area, whatever. Yeah, it's DF Dub. Texas high school football, you know, all that stuff. He gets all that love. But in one playoff, well, in one playoff um run. He's got more playoff wins than I mean, he ever had in Detroit. I did. He's making Sean McVay look right. Then, dog. Let's put it like this, and then we'll go to our caller. I did a, a a radio interview right before we went on with my guy CK in Fresno, and he's a Packer fan, like Packer fan, like he that's that's his team. And he said, "Q, do you realize if the Rams were to win a Super Bowl, Matt Stafford would have as many rings as Aaron Rodgers?" Yeah, that's a tough one right there. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, you can catch lightning in a bottle. You know, ask Trent Dilfer. He's got a ring, you know, but it's just when you put it like that and think, damn, Stafford would have just as many rings as Aaron Rodgers. Now, I saw another tweet where it was just the Packers for the past 30 years have had two of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time, but have only got two Super Bowl rings to show for it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's also just like, ooh, that's a letdown. Right. I mean, you look at you look at Rodgers and you know how great he is, but then you could say, hey, he's the greatest regular season quarterback, not getting it done in the in the super in, in the playoffs. And I'll say losing by special teams was not his fault, but only helping the team score 10 points is his fault. Part of his fault. Derek Carr would be catching hell if that happened. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yo. If they were playing a home game at Allegiant Stadium. And the Raiders only mustered 10 points and lost to a team that only got 13 or whatever the score was. Yeah, man, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and I feel like all the slander that he caught on Twitter was all COVID-related and right. being anti-vax. No, right. no, no. Slander him for not being a, for not being a winner. For not getting it done. Not having the goods. He just didn't get it done. Straight up. Didn't get it done. 702-365-9200. We're going to get it done. Let's talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q and Demond, how you doing? Man, we're blessed, man. How you doing? That's what's up. Good, good. Chilling, you know me. Right. And what in the world happened this weekend, man? The Bills rolled up to McDowell's like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> but that prevent was Akeem unscrewing that mop, and Kelsey was that ass whooping with the mop stick, man. Right, right, right. Went sideways real quick. You know, why is that prevent still used? I don't understand it. If you ain't two scores up, don't go prevent. Even if it is 13 seconds, DeMond, that isn't too much time on the clock. You you should expect your defense to be able to hold a score for 13 seconds. Come on now, that's right. not that's not a whole lot of time. That's two plays, really, in most occasions. Uh, now, as far as your questions go, I would keep I would keep my one of my games. I went to that first game, so that would have been a game I had to go to anyway. I've been planning for since they broke ground on Allegiant to go to the home opener. But I would change my birthday game, which was that Washington football game, so I could join everybody on that final game for the Dischargers. You know? <laughs> now, move, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, we're definitely that. moving on. <laughs> no, no other quarterbacks out there are going to win that game with nine sacks, man. That's a testament to that receiver core being so dynamic. You know, them having that Jamar Chase. And to that point, you guys are talking about Debo. Debo wants to block, man. Debo wants to run the jet sweep. Debo will run be the quarterback. Debo wants to win. Debo wants to be great. You know, unfortunately, we we lost our guy that was like that. Eleven put on weight because he himself had stated that he didn't like being pushed around. 
we just got to go find another guy like that. If we were able to find one, we could find another. Just to, the heart, the, the, the will to want to win, you know? And as far as your guys' conversation, going back to the, to the Rooney rule, um, I, I get that your point, Q, is like it blemishes the conversation around the, and the track record of the interviewee because they automatically are assumed to be in that category as opposed to it be just a merit-based interview. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. We all walk in. I mean, people like me and you walk into a 7-Eleven and we take our hood off just, you know, because that's the way it's been for so long. It's, it's unfortunate. It's a reality. Of course, it needs to change, but, you know, it is what it is. That's why that happens that way. Right. Thank you guys for taking my call. You guys have a good one. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Appreciate you. Uh, let's go out to Raider Rude Dog real quick. 702-365-9200. What's on your mind, my man? Thanks, Q, for taking my call. And I just want to say sorry uh, for Devon on his loss there. But the way I looked at it, I see Tanner Hill just like Carr. Uh, they're not going to get as far. Uh, but what I'm trying to say here is that if uh, Derek Henry would have been at 100%, I see them winning this game. And they continue all the way to the, uh, to the Super Bowl. But uh, eventually he came back. Uh, you saw some of the plays, but I, I don't think he was that strong. He, he was still somewhere's uh, not there. But he gave it it all. But it is what it is. Now going back to these young studs. Yep. And seeing these games on this weekend. Oh wow! I had a blast this weekend. I had a good time. I drank. I partied. All things. These were good games. But I don't see Carr giving us. A Super Bowl, he might take us to the uh, to the playoffs, but I don't see his. I don't see him giving us a Super Bowl win. Not only that, say our Rogers was to go over to Denver, then what? Right. It, they they need to go out and get uh, fresh stud out of college, you know. Right. Thanks for the call. I don't know if there's one this year. Yeah, where is that guy yeah, coming from? It's so easy to say that. Yeah, but I I just don't. I mean, and again, look, they might find there might be some stud, uh, some some diamond in the rough that's waiting there and, and ends up with a team and all of a sudden turns into a really good one. But as far as the guys that we know are supposed to be highly rated, I just don't see those guys there. I just don't see a bunch of them. And then we just saw from this year's rookie class, there was no rookie that just came in and lit the world on fire. The 49ers, they, they got their quarterback of the future and they, and they had him sit. People forget Patrick Mahomes, sad a year. Like, it's just not going to be an instant. It's not instant noodles, you know? Right. Just no. pop them in, bing, it's done, and then you got like a finished Hall of Famer right there. And it sure ain't as cheap as instant noodles either. <laughs> you can go a long way on some instant noodle budget, man. I like that. I like that. That was a good one, man. I like that you came in from left field with that one. 702-365-9200. Speaking of left field, Mitch in New Jersey. What's on your mind, brother? Oh, was that supposed to mean? How you doing, kid? Right. <laughs> I was just saying, you uh, you know, we on the West Coast, and you, well, I guess you're on the East, so that would be, a, never mind, I messed it up, my fault. You're in right field. That would be the stalwart side, right side, but, you, you know, stay where you are. It's, it's 25 over here. There you It'll go. You. <laughs> hey, first of all, I would take Dan Marino with Aaron Rodgers, and Plunkett has two Super Bowls. That was so funny. I mean, it was, this was the best uh, games, best weekend of games, and, and usually the next weekend is going to be the best. Better in the Super Bowl. Brady and Aaron Rodgers going going on starting the vacation before me. I got one more week to go. Well, today, I was off today, so I got four more days. But they start the vacation before. Um, it's incredible. Uh, the 49ers had drafted four uh, defense linemen, I think it was four years in a row. And uh, this kid, uh, Armstead, really came through with it the last month and a half. 
Bosa's had some help. Right. And they should have they should have given up on Solomon Thomas. Because he made like a bit of a comeback and he's only what, twenty six? So I think the future's looking probably far off the defensive line. And you gotta say, um, four nines get Maris back next year. And maybe Debo could just stay as wide receiver. Is any chance they let him go and we could maybe sign him or <laughs> trade for him? I don't think so. I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon, but you never know. I mean, you never know how it's going to shake out, but uh, that's just something that you can't really bank on or, or hope for. Even even when it comes to Devontae Adams, I know a lot of Raider Nations, they can go sign him in free agency. I don't think it's going to be that easy. As we talked to Ed Graney earlier today, uh, I think that Green Bay is going to, at the very least, franchise him and make sure that he doesn't go anywhere. And if he does go somewhere, whatever team that is, is going to give up a King's ransom for him. Uh, if you do that franchise tag, it's supposed to be a first-round pick, but there's been teams that have negotiated out of that first-round pick but still had to give up a lot, plus that contract extension. So thank you so much for that call. Let's go back out to Eddie in L.A., Raider Nation listener line. What's on your mind, my man? What's up? What's up, Q? To all the Norse dramas out there, they know that their car isn't going to be this or isn't going to be that. Why don't you guys go play the lottery and win it? So that way we can all be quiet because since you guys know the future, you know exactly what anybody can do. I mean, it's just it's hilarious how they all say that he can't do this, he can't do that. They all they said the same thing. They couldn't. The Raiders couldn't go on a four game winning streak if they found they did it. That was me. Them to the playoffs. That was right? me. That was yeah, me. I, I said they couldn't go on a four game winning streak. My bad. <laughs> hey yo, but you're not telling you're not telling the world that Derek Carr is in this. Derek Carr is in right. That. Everybody loves to say Mahomes this and and, and Josh Allen that. Uh, uh, those are individual players that are great at what they do, but it's not like they're playing with Chicken Little right next to them. Right. Okay. Mahomes got all star, all world tight end. Right. One of the best to ever play the game. Then you got Tyree Kill, and you have coaching to go along with it. Okay. And Johnson, who did you, I mean? I'm sorry, not Johnson. I'm sorry, uh, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Who did you just have this this weekend? Four four touchdowns, one receiver, never been done playoff history. So before everybody all trashes Derek Carr, he can't be this, he can't be that, why don't you look at the entire team and then say that? All right, what we need to do is we need to get somebody that can build us a team, and then you can say those things. But that's also a hogwash. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got. Go Raiders, baby. Raiders! There you go. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, that's kind of what the point of the conversation that we were having is, you know, the Raiders have to build those teams to be able to compete with the teams like Cincinnati's building, what, what Kansas City already has established, what – Buffalo's got going on what the Chargers potentially could be having now I say potentially with them because they haven't done it they have a really good quarterback we know that but we saw what happened with the Chargers I mean they didn't make the playoffs but yeah they've got to build that team and that's going to be the responsibility of the GM to know hey you're gonna have to go up against these young gun quarterbacks and you're gonna have to have a squad that can run I'll say this when you watch Kansas City and it's not just Tyreek Hill they play at a different speed their speed that they play at, even on defense, their speed that they play at is just different than what the Raiders play at. They just do. But I think it goes to, like, when you say the GM, I think the Bills have kind of constructed their team around, we know that this mm-hmm. is the best team in the conference, right. and we're going to have to be able to match them. Right. So I think that the Bills have also, they've went out, they're trying to match them with that speed. You know, and I like what, you know, uh, Sean McDermott did early in the game, first drive of the game, fourth down. Let's go for it. We're not going to beat the Chiefs with field goals. Let's go for it. Now, later in the game, I think that they made a terrible decision when it came to coaching. They, they, they messed up, but I like what they were doing, going for it. Hey, let's, let's roll the dice. Fourth down, fourth and two, fourth and three. Is this field goal going to make a difference against this team? Nope. Just going to go ahead and roll the dice. I like that. So good stuff, man. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the uh, passion behind it. Let's go back out and talk to our guy, Big Jose from San Jose. What's up, my man? What's up, Q? How you doing, man? Man, chilling. Bless. How you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, um... It was a great weekend of football, man. It was really impressive what Josh Allen could do and what Mahomes did. 
And I was equally as impressed with Herbert when I was at that last game at, at home against the Chargers and how quickly he gets the ball out. I mean, you see it on TV, but to see it in person, man, that's a thing to behold. I mean, that's just amazing. But I want to get to um, – did you see the Hondo Carpenter wrote SI about – a commentary and wrote about Derek Carr being, the, you know, a, a great quarterback in the line of, of uh, you know, the Raider legacy, a great quarterback, something like that along those lines? And I read the article. Okay. It was really impressive how he laid out the history of the quarterback play and – Starting with Flores being, you know, a minority quarter, one of the first minority quarterbacks, and Jim Plunkett, the only minority quarterback, the first minority quarterback to win the Super Bowl and win two. It was not a starter either year he won. Well, I want to throw this out there. Plunkett was drafted in 72, right? What year was it that he won the Super Bowl with the Raiders and took him on that run? It was about eight, nine years later, right? It was 80. Yeah. And so time happens, right? And here's another thing. I can say I'm going to catch a lot of hell on this from some of our <laughs> listeners on my on my Twitter feed, which is my same handle, Big Jose from San Jose. But I will, I will argue that Derek Carr has given us the best quarterback play since Jim Plunkett. You could say that Gannon was an MVP, but you knew Gannon was thrown to two Hall of Famers, Rice and, and Brown, and had like a top five running game in, in, the, in, the, in the AFC. So really, you know, what Derek Carr has managed to do, the statistics, and what he's done and what he's capable of doing, you know, a lot of people are selling them short. We even had some people in Raider Nation say, talking about let's trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm like, man, I miss you with that garbage. <laughs> he didn't win that game for the Niners. He just didn't lose it for them. No, he's the weakest you know, link. He's an NFL quarterback. You know, he's a weak, he's an NFL quarterback, you know, and I got to give him his props and give him that respect. But I live here in the Bay, and we hear that all the time. Like, no, we don't want to trade for Garoppolo. He, he's, not, he's, not the, he's not the answer. No, he's not. Carr no. with the line. Yeah, Carr with the line and some weapons. Man, watch out. That's what I got. Got it. I love it. I love the passion. I love the energy. Uh, my man came with the fire, and I don't know who's talking about trading for Jimmy G. I think everyone realizes Jimmy G is the weakest link there in San Francisco, uh, including San Francisco. You know, they're trying to they're trying to move on to get Trey Lance in there so bad. They're trying to find any way that they can to get him under center, but yet he still keeps winning games. So they really can't do that right now. So uh, thank you for that call. Uh, we got a text here. I thought this was interesting. No way you get a king's ransom for a player that wants out. Packers would be smart to trade in while he has value. As soon as D.A. says he ain't playing until he's traded and has a contract, Packers lose all their leverage. Remember how badly Cleveland handled the OBJ situation. They had no, they had to release him. Ain't got nothing in return. I'll ask this question. When did Devontae Adams say he didn't want to play in Green Bay? Uh, when him and Aaron Rodgers put up the last dance like on the Instagram But story. when did he say? Well, yeah, he hasn't said it. Okay. <laughs> I, but, just, I just wanted to, I wanted to clarify. When did anyone hear the words come out of his mouth, I don't want to be in Green Bay? Well, I just think that. Well, he also said that he wouldn't mind playing with Derek Carr. Right, exactly. he, that's true. But he did not say, I no, don't want to be in Green not, Bay. Which is a huge difference. Right. And I, I still would say, a uh, damn good wide receiver like Devontae Adams, a King's Ransom, maybe your definition of a King's Ransom and my definition are different. The, the Packers are not going to let the dude walk in free agency without getting something in return. I don't know if they, you know, it's you, you franchise, franchise him, You franchise him and then you negotiate with the team that wants him. Yes. That's yeah. how you do it. Or you just get the comp picks, which would be a probably a third couple. Yeah, yeah, but even I mean, even the 49ers, they made a couple of trades for They're defensive so linemen. Over the cap, though. Yeah, they are forty million dollars to be exact. But still, <laughs> I'm not letting him walk. I mean, there's no way that smart front office is going to let him walk and just say, Hey, we'll just take the comp picks. They're gonna franchise him and allow the team, like say the Raiders want him. Okay, fine. You want him? This is what we're gonna get. They're gonna give up something. Our ransoms don't have to be the same, but they're going to get something. First and a... And something. Exactly. But it's going to involve a first. And also to the texter's point, um, the Browns really... It's not really the Browns' fault about OBJ. He wanted to leave. They released him. 
Yeah, that was a weird situation. Nobody was going to trade for that contract. That's a, that. Yeah, that's for another day. Because I don't, can throw the ball. I don't that? have any idea where to go with that because I was completely wrong about OBJ. But we'll talk about that later. Vinny Bonson, yours coming up next. Lincoln Kennedy's in the huddle with him. Rolling four to six p.m. on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty.